Welcome to the Action Playbook. I'm Jason Fox. And I'm Coach Robin. And we're helping leaders take action in life and business. Oh, what do you think? Should we record a podcast? Let's do it. Uh, I'm ready. All right. Shall we call it the Action Playbook and we'll call it episode 10 and uh, we'll talk about focus? That's such a great idea. Let's do it. Well, let's get focused. All right. Welcome back to the Action Playbook, episode 10. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I, I decided I wanted to talk about focus now because, uh, and going back to my own story, when I first started out, it was just me and my two mates and it, we did everything, right? We did the work that had to be done. We did the admin, we did the invoicing, we did the sales, we just did everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then slowly as the team grew, we brought people on, but there was still this kind of idea of, bring people in and everybody still does a bit of everything. Everyone covers everyone. So if I'm not there, somebody else can do a quote and send it out. And it was only later on as the team grew and as I suppose my experience grew as well, that I realized the importance of focus and bringing people in who become experts in their field in your business, right? I feel like you're talking directly to me because I'm um, obviously this will go live on the day that it's uh, probably the first, which is the launch of my new business, Quantum Asset Finance. So Jason has been all of those things to all people, and now I've got this business with business partners that already have people in places that do marketing and different things. And I'm like, can I just grab that? Even over the last week, I've been working with them logos and stuff. Can I just grab that and we'll get it done? Like, no, they've just got this in front of them, and then they're going to do it. I'm like. But I can do it. Like, I can get it out. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to have to let go. Like, it's okay. It's okay. But in that too, I'm like, but then I have to pay that person to be doing it. And I could have just done that in like half an hour. <laughs> but yeah, focus. Go, go. What, how do I earn my money? I write finance. So go and write some finance, right? Yeah. 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 And, and um, now through my coaching experience, I've also come on to this idea of uh, the cycle of a business, um, what a business, the ideal cycle of a business is where you've got the owner looking after the team, the team looking after the clients, the clients looking after the business, and then the business looking after the owner. And uh, man, nine out of 10 um, business owners that, that I start working with, they are literally that everything to everybody they looking after the team they're looking after the clients they're looking after the business and they're looking after themselves and it's just it it, that's that's what creates a lot of chaos in the business yeah and so very often you know we, we the first thing we do is we look at what are the areas that we can let go of and bring people in that are good at doing that or maybe even qualifying to do that in a lot of cases and um, it reminds me of my favorite Brad Sugar story. So Brad Sugars was the founder of Action Coach, okay? And okay. when he started out, he was just by himself, uh, as a lot of us are when we start out. And uh, he took an office space, and the space was big enough that he could fit four desks in, even though it was just himself. He went and he bought four desks, and he put the four desks in. And he did something really clever, he actually created each desk as a designation of his business. Sure. So that one desk would be for sales, one would be for marketing, one would be for finance and admin, and the other would be for coaching. And what he would do is he'd actually move from one desk to the other. And that was his way of being able to stay focused on what he needed to do at that particular time in the business. Yeah. And he was able to then 
create the right spaces and time and also physical space for him to stay focused. So when he was sitting in the marketing desk, he wasn't picking up the phone and coaching a client. He would move to the other desk. Mm. And an unintended consequence from doing that was he could start to see where he was spending more of his time. And that was a great indicator for him as to where he should go and look to employ his first, you know, the first staff member for his team. And, uh, you know, let's say, for example, he was spending a couple of hours every day in the marketing, right? So bring in a marketing specialist and free up that time so he can focus on the sales and the conversion. Yeah. And that's like what I did um, a while ago when we downloaded that Toggle app. Toggle? Please yep. hold. Yep. Yeah. T-O-G-G-L. That's it. And um, it was the same thing because I was like, well, I've got a lot of my play. I'd love to replace me or employ someone that does the finance stuff. Come back. So so for those of you that don't know, um, yeah, I've got Common Unity podcast. I've got the Action Playbook podcast now. I've got – I was a broker for Credit One. I did my business license so I could broker business sales. We started Action Membership together, this program. Um, I've got another business called Common Unity. Uh, sorry, Prof- Profitable Pathways. I can't even remember all the stuff that I do. And the thing with all those businesses, what I found was I, I was busy constantly and I thought, right, I need to replace uh, myself. I need a finance person sitting at that desk and to have a successful finance person sitting at that desk, we're probably talking about a six-figure role. So I went through and I toggled my week out and when I sat down and looked at my week, I was spending about eight hours of that full week actually doing the finance. So if I'd have gone out there without tracking my week and brought someone in for that role, right, I would have been wrong. Right. But when I started looking at oh the podcast, the the daily post, all that sort of stuff, it was far more time than I spent um actually on the deals that paid the bills. Right. So I could bring someone in at twenty five, thirty dollars an hour, potentially, for probably twenty five hours a week to take care of all that stuff, write far more deals and be far more successful. Yeah. And that's ultimately what we've learned and hence gone to massive finance. Yeah. Credit One is now in the past, and as of now on, we are Quantum Asset Finance, got business partners and those people and teams that I now need to let go and say, all right, I understand I'm paying you for that, but I'm going to come over here and earn my money in the business, and, and we're going to work in harmony. Yeah. What I find a lot in the trades industry, the trades clients that I work with, it's not, and that's very normal, by the way, it's, it's, it's not an unusual situation that you found yourself in. Uh, very often I find when we do the time study, yeah, um, my clients are often really surprised at where a lot of their time goes. Mm. Um, and what I find with the trades is uh, they're very much in that same sphere, right? Uh, you've got a qualified electrician, for example, and that electrician is running around looking for new business, then running around um, quoting that business, then doing the actual work. And then uh, it's like the teeter-totter of, yep. of business, you know. Come home, the bookkeeping at the end of the day as well, the invoicing, chasing up the bad payers. Yeah. Yeah. And then even the weekends is taken up with emergency runs and, and or, or admin, right? Yep. And so f- invariably, and this is a challenge I want to put out there, is, you know, if you don't have an admin person, um, look at what your time spent is on admin because that's not somebody that has to be qualified, right? It's a 
crying shame to have a qualified person sitting there doing admin. Now, I'm not, I'm not playing down the importance of admin people in a business. Right? I yeah, actually yeah. think they're some of the unsung heroes in every business. But um, there's no, you don't need a qualification for it. Yeah, well, if you charge what Robin's saying is, if you charge yourself out at $110 an hour because you're a qualified Sparky, that's a stab in the dark. They might be more, they might be less. Um, but you're $110 an hour and you can employ someone for, again, $25, $30 an hour to sit there and do your bookkeeping. Probably far better than you because they're an admin person, probably enjoy it. Go and earn your $110 an hour and pay that person 30 Yeah. Yeah. Or bookkeeper. Just employ a bookkeeper. You don't even, they don't even need to be employed by you. Use a bookkeeping service. Outsource. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so just coming back to the whole cycle of the business. So we were talking about how the business owners looking after the team, looking after the clients, looking after the business, the admin, the invoicing, all that stuff, right? So the ideal situation, this is the ideal cycle for business, right? Is where you have the owner looking after the team, Mm -hmm. the team looking after the clients, and then the clients will look after the business. Sure. So that's the, that's that's like the holy grail of the business model that we want to work for, and we want to look for. So, um, I think it was uh, uh, from Virgin uh, Richard Branson. Richard Branson, he was very big about just looking after the team. Sure. If you look after your team, they will look after your clients the same way that they are being looked after themselves. Mm-hmm which is what we want, right? Because we cannot do, as business owners, we can't be doing everything um, in the business, uh, including looking after all of our clients. Especially as the business grows, that becomes even more relevant. And I remember in my own business, uh, when I cottoned onto this idea, and I had a meeting with my management team, and I said, you know, we need to start thinking about our team as our clients. We need to treat our team just as well or in the same way that we would look after our key accounts that we have in the business. And if we did that, they would then pass it on and look after our clients the way that we would be looking after them because that's the culture that we have in the business. Um, and that worked really well for us worked really well it was one of one of those watershed moments where the business shifted Mm -hmm. and then started leveling up when we started having that approach yep yep i was actually on the on the bringing people in and i think that's still on track with what you're saying but it's on my mind so i want to say it um (laughs) you go jason so when you bring someone into your business say it's a finance person like myself. I can't assume that I'm going to bring someone into my business and they're going to do that role at 100% the same level that I was at. So when you start bringing someone in that high-level type role, you may need to assume when they start, they might come in at 60% of, of the capacity of what you were doing that role to. So you want to be able to look at your business and say, right, if I'm to hand this specific role over to that customer and then walk away from doing that role, will my business still run at 60% of that value? So when it's that low not discrediting anyone's roles, but a lower role like an admin or something like that that's not generating the income into the business, that, that's a pretty easy place to start employing where you can level up that other stuff, which gives you the more time to then bring in maybe someone who, who might run at 60% so you can get them the 70%, 80%, 90% before you start pulling away. Because, you know, if you're in a sales-based role and you walk in and go, right, I, I own 100% of the income, and you bring someone in and go, right, that's your job now, and you walk out of your business and assume them they're going to do 100% of the business, it's not going to happen, is it? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a very good point. It's a very good point. Uh, um, and I often talk about, you know, bringing a new staff member as an investment. Mm-hmm. Um, often we bring in the, the new staff member to help lessen the load. But in the initial phases, it's going to be harder work because you're having to spend that time with that person, teaching yeah. them, you know, um, explaining your processes, the way you want to work. And, and, but it, but if you just look at it as an investment instead of just a pain in the ass, which you know a lot of people think of, um, it's like, why am I doing this? I'm, you know, I'm working even harder now than before I brought this person in. Think of it as an investment because down the line, once that person is up and running and they're in the zone, um, and maybe even gets to a point where they're doing the job better than what you were doing or was hoping it to be done, your return is so much greater. Yeah. Yeah, the way to look at it is that you're buying back your own time. Yeah. Right? So, if, again, if you're doing everything, well, let's buy back my time. So, you, all right, you've been employed. I'm, I've purchased my time back here so I can go and earn my, you know, invest in the business over here using that time. And that's a great segue to the next point, which is we need to be working on our businesses. And we just don't see this enough in, in businesses out there at the moment. Um, not enough time has been spent working on the business. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I always come back to this. You know, if, I, if let's say, for example, you're spending 20 hours a week on admin, right? And we bring an administrator in. That 20 hours that you've bought and you're 100% right, it's the only way we can get more time is because there's only 24 hours a day. It doesn't matter whether you're the king or business owner or, um, you know, a little kid at school. Everybody gets 24 hours in a day and that's it. It's what we make of that time. So if you bring an administrator in and I give you that extra 20 hours a week, right, 20 hours a week, how much more business could you generate or how much more improvements can you make in terms of efficiency or um, new ideas, creativity Mm. in that 20 hours a week, how much more can you grow your business? And this is the mindset that we need to get over because, you know, there's a lot of fear around employing people, especially, especially your first employee. And so, because it's a big step, right? It is like this business is just me and now we're going to the next step up. Yeah. And it is scary for a lot of people. Um, but that time that we take to spend on the business should come back and give us a return. Mm. You know? And that's the reason why we do it, because we need to constantly improve our business. Yep. If we don't, our competitors are going to figure out what it is we're doing and they're going to overtake us or um, somebody else is going to come in because they're going to, you know, come up with a way of doing it better than the way you do it. And, uh, yeah, the Japanese, the Japanese coming out of World War II, you know, their economy was decimated and uh, they had to rebuild it from scratch and they rebuilt it on the principle of Kaizen, which is uh, Japanese uh, Zen being good, Kai being change. So Kaizen means good change mm-hmm. um, or change good. If you do a direct translation. Yeah, yeah. Well, they read backwards, don't they? They start at the right and go left. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Oh, I must remember that. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the, the, the entire principle of Kaizen is to constantly look at how can we take this thing and make it better. Um, initially, it started off with products uh, from you know the US market and they brought it in and they dismantled it and put it back together and they figure out how they can do it 
you know, better, cheaper, um, and and in more quantity. And Toyota was born. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of a lot of companies born. A lot of brands that we know now was born in that time. Yeah. But yeah, the kaizen the kaizen principle of uh, constantly improve. If you're not growing, you're dying. You know, like it like the old tree. Um, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yep. So you so um, how do we create the time to spend on looking for those constant improvements? Mm. Well, it comes from being organized. It comes from being focused and bring experts in to do the things that you don't need to do. A business owner should only do what only the business owner can do. Yeah, and that's like Richard Branson, for example. What does he do? He sets up massive ideas and executes the people to do so, do yeah. the roles. Um, Stephen Tyndall, owner of the Warehouse Group, well, started the Warehouse Group. Um, he used to book out his Fridays for thinking. So he'd work Monday to Thursday. He'd come to the office on Friday, but no phone calls, no meetings. And he'd sit there and think. And, and clearing your mind from all those distractions gave him the focus of, oh, maybe we should start bringing in food or maybe we should put start selling alcohol in the warehouse or whatever it might have been at that time. Um, that, that helped his business grow. Because if you're just busy dealing with the task that's at hand in front of you, like, oh, I've got to pull, pay those bills and oh, I've been meaning to get a new microwave for the staff room and little tasks like that that really make no difference to your bottom end, you're not going to grow your business. No. And that's reactive, right? Mm. That's that's exactly what it is. It comes back down to being entirely reactive. How do we get proactive? Well, you know, we get focused and we bring the people in and we create the time. And the time to think, it's very common amongst all the top CEOs, um, uh, they they all recognise the importance of you know balance and uh, time or reflection time, um, but that time is there to work on the business. Yeah, um, the absolute ideal, and this is hard for a lot of business owners listening to this podcast. But the absolute ideal would be four to five hours a week spent working on the business. If you can do more, great. But if you can only do two, you know what? Two is better than none that you did last week and i'd argue because i play golf with a lot of um business owners that they do have four or five hours because that's around the golf <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm not saying you shouldn't play golf because i you know i need to play golf with you uh, <laughs> but yeah maybe we play golf uh once a fortnight and use that other game of golf on the previous week to just set that time aside go somewhere quiet and and really work on growing our businesses yeah so that in two years' time, we can play golf every day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really the message for today um, that I want to bring in as, uh, you know, be proactive, yep. take action, uh, create the time to think about how you can create your business. I mean, grow your business. Sorry, not create. I was going to say creative time to grow your business. Uh, how, can we, how can we improve what's already in place? Yeah, and involve your team. Often, the team know more about how they can do it better than what you do. If you are less involved in that aspect of the business, so I think just before we we sign off, right? So, focus. One of my favorite sayings currently is "follow one course until successful." So, if we go back to Brad Sugars and he had his desk and he's like, "Right, I'm in sales." When you sit down there and you're like, "Right, I'm going to spend two hours calling customers," and then an email pops up and it's a Oh, yeah, I'll just reply to that one quickly. It takes about 20 minutes for your mind to come back to the task and focus back into where you are. 
So now that two-hour block of work is being very distracted and unproductive. So if you just cut off all distractions, close your email, whatever it might be, these are the 10 people I'm going to call and just do that. Follow that one course until you're successful, till you completed it. Done. Go to your next desk, which is probably for most of us the same desk, but close that window. Right, now I'm doing X. It's the marketing and the business. Spend an hour doing that, whatever it might be, with no other distractions. I know when the phone rings, it's important. But the phone number comes up on your screen and you can call them back and they'll often leave a message and it's generally not that important. So, yeah, focus down on that one task and you'll just see leaps and bounds in how productive your week is. It's such a great message and a great way to end the podcast. I agree with you 100% and that is how we bring the focus in. Yeah, so good job, Jason. Boom. <laughs> All right, so get out there and take action. That's it.